So let's learn a little bit um, of Das Taira tonight from Abirucham on Parshas Emmer. Uh, two short pieces. Uh, the first one is on the bottom of page Ratio Dalit at Sarasi. This is talking about um, Shmini Atzeres, the last day of Sukkot, and the Torah calls it an Atzeres. What is Atzeres? Atzeres is a time of stopping. And Rashi explains, Atzarti eschem etzli, kimelach shezimein esbonav l'suda l'kach l'kach yamim. A person was invited by a, a, a king invites his son to a Suda for several days, Kivan Shigiyaz Manali Pater, at the time of separation, now they have to go back home to their own respective homes. They have to leave their father's palace. Amar Bini Bivakoshamchem Ikvu Imiya The king says to his sons, Do me a favor, stay with me another day. I want I need you for one more day. Kosha Alai it's very hard for me to part from you, and so please stay for another day. And so Atzeres is, Atzarti Eschemelai means that I have stopped you from going. I have sort of reined you in by me. I have, I have brought you back. I didn't allow you to go. I wanted you to be with me one more day, and that's what Shmini Atzeres is, that after a long holiday of Sukkot, HaKadosh Baruch says, listen, I know you should be going home now, but I can't let you. Stay with me one more day. So Rabbi Rucham says that Sukkot is seven days. Vahashmini and the eighth day who yantiv That is its own yantiv. And we call it Chag HaTzeres. What is Chag HaTzeres? Yantiv miyuchad al ha it's a yantif about parting ways. It's a yantif for separating from one another. When we were invited to the king's feast, When you separate, it can't just be a flippant activity. Okay, bye. That's not the way it works when you're by a king. When you're by a, when you're when you're having a very special time, and then there is a time to part. You don't just part in a happenstance type of way, in a very circumstantial way. You have to make it a its own yantif. It requires its own yantif when you part from a from a king. Lisake v'lei otzer at kama shevsha bekrivusai which means that you have to separate, you have to like try to restrain yourself, you have to lock yourself in another day, another yantif, in order that uh, to really give the separation the proper amount of emotion and time. Rabbi Yerucham points out, V'hu al-derech shematzinu b'chazal, we find in Chazal and Shabbos, Kuftazayin, Taina al Klai Yisrael based Nasa Har Sinai. When Klai Yisrael ran away from Har Sinai, when they left Har Sinai and they went on their Masais, they were traveling from Har Sinai to other places in the Midbar. Shenema Vayisum Hashem, they traveled from the mountain of Hashem, and Rashi Darshans, Gemara, 
Shesaru me'achari Hashem. Vayisu is that they sort of rebel. They, they, they turn their backs on Hashem. Ketinai kabareach mi'veis ha'sefer. Like a child, a young child who runs away from school. How do you, uh, you know, when the bell rings at the end of the school, everybody's like out the door. They bolt out the door. Everyone like can't wait to get out of, out of yeshiva, out of school. And, uh, you know, that's on a regular day. On the last day of school, mamish, everybody's like completely, you know, no more teachers, no more books, etc. or whatever, no more pencil, no more books. And they, they burn their, their notebooks, all their, right? Did you do that ever? Ever burn your textbooks, notebooks, whatever? Because you know you're never going to look at them again. So that's a special, that, and, but HaKadosh Baruch had a tremendous taina. How could you do that? You're running away from Harsinai, like a tinek ha-berech mbeis ha-sefer, not a little yeshiva bacher, you're a Yisrael. How do you run away from, how do you turn your back on me? How do you run away from Harsinai? What's the taina, says Yerucham? Ki nimtza bekirvas ha-melech, because if you're found in the close proximity of the king, which is what Sinai was, not only is the separation supposed to be very difficult, not supposed to like just be able to run away, it should be difficult, it should be like, I don't want to leave. But you have to even make a yantif for the preda. You have to, you have to, you can't leave at all. You're like, there's a magnetic pole keeping you to the king. Kla Yisrael, when they came to, to Matan Taira, they were, they were like drawn to the king. They, in fact, they have, there's a mitzvah Akbala. You have to keep away from the mountain. What's the mitzvah to keep away from the mountain? Because if not for a mitzvah to keep away from them, Klai Yisrael would be like moths to a, to a flame. They would be like, like completely coming into the, into the magnetic force field of Sinai. Then at the end, all of a sudden, oh, let's get out of here. What do you mean get out of here? You're by the king. You should still be magnetically pulled towards it. You should have a, a difficulty separating from the king. You're running away. So the Taina wasn't just that they were that they were running away from the. But how could you not have that feeling that you want to spend more time with me? You wanna you want to stay here for longer. banquet, and he says this is a good smach. This is a smach in the Torah, this concept of Atzeres. What is Shemini Atzeres? Shemini Atzeres teaches you that when somebody leaves, when somebody is going away, when two people are parting from one another, then that itself is a yantiv. There's a kvias yantiv um, just by the fact that two people that are close are now leaving each other. If you ever, uh, has anyone here been to sleepaway camp ever? So what's the night before you leave? What's that called? Grand banquet, Grand banquet right? And what do you do? At, they serve like a shmack of food and there's a, maybe there's a song that they sing right together and there's a, a very, of, what? A bunch of, songs. bunch of songs. And it's very emotional. I mean, I didn't have the, I wasn't a huge camp guy when I was a kid, but my son, you know, in, in, you know, in the, now that maybe they do camps better today than they used to, but um, it's a very sad thing. If you see the videos of these, these camp videos the night before, um, you know, guys are like, 
they're crying, they don't want to leave, they get on the bus, you'd think that they're going to prison or something, like they really like don't want to part, they don't want to leave their friends, their counselors, their abayim, the, the camp, the ruach, like they don't want to go back to regular life. That's a beautiful thing, that's a very beautiful thing. And that, so the, ban- the fact that they're making a banquet the night before, there's a smach for that, it's not just a, you know, a, a thing to... I, I always thought it was just the thing that, you know, so they come home and they tell their parents it was a geschmack uh, time that they had, so the last, you know, the last day they want to make really geschmack. But it's not, there's a real, it's a real thing that when you are about to leave somebody that you, uh, you know, that you really like and you, you admire and whatever, you don't just leave, you don't just say, okay, bye. You have to do something special. You have to make a sudas preda. Um that's why uh, the minigan in yeshivas, we have it also, and uh, I think most, if not all, yeshivas have it, is that when guys leave, um, or even seminary girls, when my daughter's in seminary, she told me that they're also like planning a whole thing at the end. They're coming home soon, like, you know, in uh, a little bit more than a month. So it's already sad for them. Like, they had a great year, and they want to stay, but they can't, and they have to come home, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult. Uh, so you make a Sudas Preda and you speak about your friend or you make Raman about your friend or you, uh, you know, maybe you give a nice gift and you, you sit together and you, you reminisce and there's something to it. That's not just um, a, a nice thing. This, uh, this is, uh, there, there's a smach for that. A smach l'shvach as, uh, as uh, Rabbi Rucham puts it. That when you're parting ways from somebody you don't, uh, you know, it has to be, a, it's a serious thing. It's a it has to be because you need time to uh, to digest what you had together, and now that you're leaving, you have to make the other person recognize and realize that it's going to be hard for you to part ways, and uh, and that's uh, that's from the nimusim, that's from the manners and the uh, and and a ritual that's uh, that that we should know about. Sometimes you see it with um, say a chassan and kala before they. Uh, before they separate, you know, for the seven days before the chasna, you know, it's a, an emotional time of separation. Whenever you separate, when you see a child off to off to camp in the summer, or uh, you send a child away to Eretz Yisrael for the year, it's a very, uh, you know, it's an emotional thing because you realize that even though it's true, you could fly there and you could visit, but there's something that's parting. There's a whenever you part ways with somebody that you care about and that you love. Um, there has to be a, an atzeresi. There has to be a... We have to stop and we have to process what's going on. We have to give uh, each other the proper send-off and, uh, and have everybody... And, and have that end gel as a yantiv. It has to almost be feeling like a yantiv when you leave. And that way, when you end off on a high note, then when you, re, you know, when you reacquaint yourself with that other person again, so it has that special... Uh, air about it because you know that it was there was a good send off when you parted. Okay, let's see one more piece from Ruchim, also another small piece. Vayetze ben Isha Yisraelis. So this was the parsha of the uh, the Mekayshish. Mekayshish Eitzim. A person went out and he basically uh, um, is this the Mekayshish or the Mekalo? This is the Makalo. Makalo, I'm sorry. So he, I'm sorry. Is the Makalo? He went and he cursed. He cursed the Rabbanu Shalom. So, and the pasuk describes him as the son of a Jewish woman, 
and uh, of course he was, uh, and he was the son of a Mitzri, um, that was, um, who was his mother? Shlemis Bas Divri. And what does Rashi say? What does it mean by Yetzi? He went out. Where did he go out from? Where did he leave from? Rebbe Levi that he left this world. He left this world. What does that mean? Inin me'elama yatsa hukinin ma'amaram zal hakina ve'ataiva ve'akavad. Those three things, says the Mishnah is kina, jealousy, taiva, desire, and covet, honor. Those are things that are maitzina sadman that mamish takes a person out of the world. A lot of times we think that what that means in the Mishnah is it takes him out of this world, it kills him, and it does kill him. So some people die because of the lack of kinah, the lack of the lack of taiva that they're not able to have or, or covet. They're, they're, they don't feel that they were given the right covet, and it kills them and it breaks them until they're dead. So that's true. It does take a person out of this world into the next world. But Rabbi Yucham says it's more than that. This world is killed, meaning even if you don't die from Kinnatayva Kavit, but your life is pretty much over. If a person is bitten by a bug that he needs, that he has kinna, that he's a jealous person. If you're a person that looks around and compares yourself and your financial situation and your, your whatever, your, your brain situation, your IQ, your looks, your, uh, your family, whatever it is that you're comparing and contrasting with other people, um, that will take you out of this world. That, in this world, you won't have a, you won't have a life. Not necessarily going to kill you, might, but it's going to kill your life because you'll never enjoy anything about this world if you're a jealous person. If you want to read up on this, um, which jealousy I feel is uh, is a very very hard mida. It's a, it's it's impossibly hard for for many people. Some people are happy for other people. Good baruch for them. They have theirs and I have mine. And you know they know they have an Ezra and Leisachmid and it's all good. Hashem has his plan for him. And he has his plan for me. It's very nice to talk about. But when when push comes to shove, for many people it's a very big challenge when they see the inequality of life. And they see that people that live on their block or, or people that are roommates with them or people that are uh, whatever, they're, you know, they're getting engaged and I'm not getting engaged. They're, they're married. They're having kids. They're having, they have a great job. I know. They, we're always comparing and contrasting. And then, you know, that's in, a, that's in a normal world. And then you throw in, for those of you that are, are unlucky enough to have social media, whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's Facebook, whether it's uh, Instagram or whatever, and you have a constant stream of, of images that, are, you know, that you're seeing of people seemingly having a great life. They're in Eretz Yisrael now, and then they're on a cruise, and then they're, you know, they just bought a car, and they're, they're making uh, supper, and they're doing this and that. And you say, wow, this guy has a life, and I don't have a life. And it's very, very disturbing for many people. Kina is a horrible midah. And it takes, it's probably the word, I think, I think the Archas oh. So if you want to read up on this, um, the Archas Sadikim is recommended reading. If you want to like, if you feel like that you have this challenge of Kina, and I think not everybody does. Even the people that say they don't, I think they really do. Um, but if you want to look at it, look in the Archas Sadikim. Archas Sadikim is one of the Musr's Farim that was written by a Kadman. We don't know exactly who wrote it, but it's an amazing work. 
And one of the uh, chapters is called Shara Kinnah. It's the Shara of Jealousy. And he speaks out so many Yisaitis about jealousy. First, he describes it as a Midah Gerua. It's like a very ugly, ugly Midah. And how bad it is, he gives uh, an, a very extreme examples of, uh, of what it's like to be, a, to be a jealous person. And he says that, like, everyone in a room, let's say you have a, a big room uh, full of people, Everyone in the room is able to enjoy their food. Chutz except for the person that has kena, because he will never she'ein tam machalei arev lefiv. I think is his lashon. He will never. He, he he doesn't. He has no enjoyment of food. He's so focused and he's so fixated on what yenim has, what somebody else has, that he might have the same thing. But I can't. I can't stand the fact that this guy. Is, uh, is enjoying his life. Can't say that. He might, the truth of the matter is that very often you don't know what that person is going through. You're looking at that person from a distance and he looks like he's a very cool guy. He looks like he's a very wealthy guy. He looks like he's a very smart guy. He has everything going for him. The truth is you don't know what's really going on by him. You just don't. Halavai should have all those things great. Halavai's life is for but the doesn't give everything to one person. And a lot of times when you see things on the surface that seem geschmack, when you know, once you know more of the cir- circumstance behind the, you know, behind the, the image, it's not as good as it seems. Not as good as it seems. So you could spend your whole life being jealous of somebody, and it's a complete waste of your time because he was really jealous of you. You didn't know what he had. He might have somebody, something in his family that's really, really embarrassing or very sick or very, uh, you know, you don't know the tsaras that other people have. So never be jealous and never compare yourself to anybody. It's the biggest sight in life. Uh, anyway, so kinah takes you out of this world. Taiva definitely takes you out of this world. Per- person that's about taiva, his life is finished also. This world can never enjoy anything. I'm always, t- I'm never happy. Whether I'm married or I'm not married, whether I'm, uh, you know, rich, whether I'm not rich, whatever it is, person that has tithes, I'm always consumed by lust, by, by wanting more. I want more money. I want more uh, pleasures. I want more food. I want more experiences. I want, and, and you'll never get it because you're just going to always be wanting more and more. You'll never fill that hole. That hole is something that can't be filled. Taiva, you'll never have an asiyafta, the Gemara says about Taiva, that hamaspiyai ra'ev vamar'ivai saveya. When it comes to Taiva, the more, ironically, paradoxically, the more that you uh, starve a Taiva, the more you're full. The more you feed a Taiva, the more you're hungry. So you never, a person that feeds his taivas, you think, okay, I just want to do this one, I want to watch this movie, once I watch the movie, I'm going to be happy, because, you know, then I'll, be, I'll fill that eight star. it's not true. If you, if you deprive yourself of watching that movie that you want to watch, I'm talking about a bad movie, so then the Yetzara is, is subdued, because he sees that you're like Michael over him. But if you give in, the Yetzara is, ah, he's easy. I could get him again and again. So I'll give him, I'll make more taiva for him and he'll want, to, he'll want to do much worse. So it really kills people. People that, people that are very, very uh, nice people, they have married, they're married to nice women, everything is good, but they have taivas, they literally destroy their life. They're never happy. They look at, uh, their wife is not good enough, they look at their, at their car is not good enough, they look at their food is not, they're always wanting more and they'll never get 
as much as they don't have, you don't have the capacity to have, you know, a certain, more than over a certain amount. And so they're going to be miserable in this world. And then, and what's the third thing? The covet. If you chase after covet, also your life is going to be a disaster. If you're always, you know, you have an ego, you'll always expect everybody to massage your ego, to stroke your ego and say, you're the best, you're amazing, you're there. And then all of a sudden life hits you and you see like, other people are better than you in sheer, and other people are better than you in class, and other people are, are getting into uh, you know summer externships, internships that you're not getting. And all of a sudden, like it's a rude awakening, and my covet, my my ego become, begins to be bruised, and I want more covet, but I'm not getting it, and it gets me down, and and so that will that will be a very very uh, big damper on life. So that's what it means by Yetzay Benicius Reilus. He left this world. This world he left because he was, uh, he was consumed. Another Pshat Rashi brings is that where did he leave from? He left from the best of Meisha, Mechoyev. He was guilty. He was found guilty in the best of Meisha. So he wanted to plant. He didn't have really a machane. Right, he didn't have a, his mother was from Shevadan, his father was a Mitzri. He went to Shevadan, give me a place to pitch my tent. No, no, no. You go after your father. You don't go after your mother. It's nice that you want to, you know, your mother's from Shevadan who can't help you. You have to go after your father. But of course, his father wasn't Jewish. He was a Mitzri. So where do I part? I'm, I'm a homeless person. He went to the best of Shalmeisha, and Meisha had been a pastor against him, and guess what he did? Ahmad Vigideth, he said, really? Meshi, you're telling me I have no place to live? And then he gives a, he started cursing the Rabbi Nishalem and being the Mekalo. Fractor Biruchim. Biruchim asked, Lachaira, Mahaya Ichbis Lahem, Kita Allah Besaycham. Good question, right? What is Shevet Don? What what's their beef with this guy? This guy, okay, his mother was from Shevet Don. He was a shtickle Shevet Don. His father wasn't. No, we, we can't allow you to pitch your, pitch your tent. We're not, he's not asking for a, you know, for a plot of land to build a, to build a house. He just wants to put his tent up in your, in, your, in your area of the midbar. Like, what's the big deal? Like, let the guy do it. Well, you know, give it up. Like, what, why, why is that bothering you so much, right? That's a question that I don't know if anyone else necessarily was aiming on. But, like, it's a great question. What does David Dunn have with this guy? Even if he, no, so Meshe Paskin that he's not entitled to a place in, in the camp. All right, so, ma, so Marash, give him a place in the camp. Even if that's not the din, do chesed with the guys. It's, it would be so tragic. Or look what happened to the guy because you were so busy saying no to him. He went off the derech. He, he was mechari from Megadev. Like, what do you want from him? So Biruchim says, the only conclusion I could come to, says Rabbi Yochum, is that there's a din of harchek mishachon. You have to separate yourself from a bad neighbor. You're not allowed to be next, to live in the vicinity of a bad person. A person's a bad person, you have to separate yourself. Apparently they knew that this person, I guess, had potential of being the Mikalil. He wasn't a good guy. He, had a, you know, he was a shtickle Russia. And I guess they saw Simonim in that already before he was Mikalil. So they said, we can't allow you in here. I'm sorry. We'd love to have you, but we can't have you because we have a din of harchik mishachar. We're taking it very seriously. We don't want to, 
you know, have somebody like you in our vicinity. It's a bad Eile Rosh, Eile Shechina. If you have a, a bad neighbor, it's going to have a bad influence on me. It's going to have a bad influence on my wife and my kids. Can't have it. So this is a Din Taira that they have to determine, do we have to let him in or not? If we don't have let him, we don't want him in. We don't want him in. And this is also something that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, how so we could take it is a, you know, it's a hard thing to, uh, to know. But, you know, a lot of times um, people want to do Kiruv. People want to do Kiruv. It's, an, you know, it's something that uh, it interests a lot of people to go into Kiruv and to Makarov Yidin. And, uh, you know, and, and I understand that it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to bring people back into the fold and it's a big mitzvah. Rebel Khan Masaman used to say, though, that Kiruv is like a broom. How is it like a broom? Because on one hand, sweep, a broom sweeps up the mess. But on the other hand, when you pick up the nice clean broom that you just bought from the store and now you swept up the mess, now the broom is not that clean anymore. The, a lot of the dust and the dirt have like seeped into the broom itself, into the bristles themselves. And this is a, a challenge, says Rebbe Hanan, that Kira presents because on one hand, you want to help clean up Chayisol, you want to help it... On the other hand, you know, a lot of times if you're not careful, it's, you, you, you know, you have a, a person that you're being makari, but very often he's makari of you. And you're, a lot of it is rubbing off on you. The, the schmutz that he has is rubbing off on you. And you have to be very careful about this because, you know, it's a very fine line between doing kirov and bringing people into the fold, but sometimes the people that you bring, inviting into your home, to the Shabbos table, etc., they're, they're being makar of you, unbeknownst to you, and unbeknownst to your kids. Your kids are seeing people that are, you know, maybe Michal Shabbos or whatever. So for you, you're mature, you get the difference. But for a child, sometimes it's a very difficult thing to understand. Um, I remember when I was uh, a bacher, about your age, I guess, uh, so I went on a seed program to California, to L.A., with very good friends of mine. We had a, we had a great time there. And uh, we also did a little Kirov on the side. That was, I think, what we were supposed to be doing. But there was one guy that, um, that I, was in, I was hooked up with, like I was supposed to learn with him. And, and he was a very cool guy. He was like a real, like he was, he happened to have like real, very good yichas. But his father and then and more him started going off the fold a little bit. He said, very, you know, very good, normal fine guy, just he wasn't from. He was like, like I wouldn't even call him modern orthodox, I'd call him like really borderline, maybe conservadox. Um, and so we'd learn together, and we, we became like close, we were about the same age, but, you know, he had a Jeep, uh, like a convertible Jeep, and, uh, you know, when we were done learning, he said, you, wanna, you want me to give you a tour of L.A.? And he drove me around L.A., and he was putting his, his like rock music on, and he was smoking, and I was like, wow, this is the life, you know, and like, you know, I found myself, like, you know, I was supposed to be like the Rebbe, I was supposed to be the Makarev, and I found, like, I was getting very drawn into his orbit instead of him being drawn into my orbit. Um, I think, actually, he became from in the end. I think he became very from in the end. I, I, I don't think it's because of me. Maybe, maybe a drop, I don't, I don't think so. If I, but... Um, but that's that's the danger of Kirov. Kirov is sometimes, you know, if you're if you're like strong and mighty and you you're like very very. I was a I was very impressionable myself, so it wasn't 
you know, so you have to be very careful um, when you're uh, when you're surrounding yourself by people that are are not as from as you as not as uh, you know. Then you have to be very careful to be um, you know to be on guard because. There is this in of harchik mishachin ra. Now it doesn't mean to say that you should throw every, you know, only hang out with very from people and never, but sometimes you have to make decisions whether it's kedai to do like a lot of kirov or very heavy duty kirov because maybe you're not strong enough. Maybe you're going to be more influenced than, than influential. And so this is maybe a takeaway from this, uh, this mice or the makawal that you see how Shevet done, they went to a dintaira against them, they stopped, they made macha, we don't want you in our midst. Well, let them be, do a little achnas archem. Achnas archem is only good if it's a regular person that's neutral. And now you can either just do nothing with them or, or change them for the better. But if there's even a slight chance that you're going to be taken down by him, no, now I, I can't, I can't allow you into my house. It's a, it's a sakana. It's a sakana. And uh, maybe that's uh, an important takeaway from the Serbi Okay, basically, good night.